2: Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge.
0: Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. Today, I'm going to challenge you to make a difference. I'm going to ask you to find the motivation to make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond. For this one hour, spend this time listening and thinking about how this information presented here today applies to you. That's right. Not your significant other, best friend, child, parent, or coworker. Just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person you are responsible for. You are the person that can truly make a difference. And we are all busy. We're going to talk about busy today. We lead very busy lives. And sometimes we feel more alive when we're busy. And sometimes we just get caught up in all the tasks and the obligations of our day. And then it might be easy to forget our goals or to lose focus. And there's so much information out there, isn't there? Easy to get overwhelmed and confused. And we clutter our minds with all kinds of seemingly important stuff, but when it comes right down to it, Are you taking for granted the people and the actions that are most important to you? Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? Let's focus today on what does matter. And let's start by making our own sunshine. What are you grateful for today? This morning, it's a beautiful spring morning And I don't know where you are in the world, but today, where I am, the sun is shining. It was a nice, cool, crisp night. It'll be warm today, probably warmer than we're used to in this part of the country for this time of year. But it will be a lovely day. And we can create our sunshine by thinking about the people that are important to us and being grateful for those people and the way that they touch our lives. Even the people that challenge us, even the people that give us opportunities to look within at our own minds, those people are just as important as the people who love and adore us. And are there people that you just adore and admire? Have you told them how important they are to you today? There are many, many blessings around you Look around. Look at what blessings have come into your life. I wonder if you can think about the last 24 hours and recognize the blessings of a single day. How many times in the last 24 hours did someone touch your life in a good way? Perhaps it was just a smile or a gift or some service? And how many times did you touch the life of someone else? Are you grateful for those moments? Are you grateful that you have the opportunity to be of service to others? That's right, because you benefit when you are of service to others. This morning I want to discuss Our own mindset. I want to talk about how we manage our own thinking. We've spent a lot of time talking about the brain, talking about thought, and talking about how we can improve our own minds. Well, I'm going to shift from some of the physical aspects of the brain to the more mental, the intellectual, the creative. Several months ago, we had a guest, Robert Otto, on our show, and he shared a quote with us, and I want to revisit that quote. It was a Chinese proverb, from birth until death, man or woman moves in the direction of his most prominent thought. That's right, we've heard that before. I'd like to take it apart this morning and really look at what this means in your life. From birth until death, the expanse of our lifetime, the progress that we make along our journey of life. When a baby is born, it is all about the promise. The possibilities are all open, the potential untapped. In that moment of birth, we have no script, and anything can unfold. So take yourself back to the beginning when you were born what were your possibilities how did you begin to form your thoughts the thoughts that you carry now no matter what age you are now you had a beginning a place where your thoughts were first shaped by the people who took care of you taught you and loved you or not that environment those role models The messages you were given all played a part in forming the person you are today. Now, it wasn't all about the people or the environment around you. Your own nature, your personality, how you are wired, so to speak, also contribute to who you have become today. It's a combination of you and your beginnings and your experiences that make up the you that you are in this moment. And there's no judgment of that. Just so no, Just observe how all of that has contributed to this moment in your journey. I am always in awe how each experience in my life prepares me for something in my own future. It's always been amazing to me. I like to look back at patterns. I like to see where I've come from and how that built a foundation for what I do now, who I am now, and how I serve others now. Since that time when you became your own person, you have reinforced your own thoughts. Not that the influence of the people near you, but still, You have beliefs and thoughts that you repeat to yourself every day. Sometimes many times a day. So many times a day you probably don't even hear your own message anymore. Your most predominant thought. How do you become aware of your most predominant thought? Sometimes it's obvious and it's easy to recognize. At other times, it's deep and buried under more superficial attitudes. Let me explain. You might face each day with a smile on your face and, in general, have a very positive outlook in life. And even while you're doing that, you may wonder why you never get ahead, whatever that means to you. Maybe it's that you haven't found that successful relationship, or you remain in a job that isn't really rewarding to you. Or maybe you seem so together in every area of your life, but you're frustrated by your own lack of commitment or follow-through. Well, maybe that speaks to a deeper belief and almost on the edge of consciousness belief that limits your progress. Your own thought has some limitation designed within it and you reindoctrinate yourself to that thought. By that I mean that you repeat that thought or you accept that thought as you as your nature. Sometimes I call that the story we tell ourselves. It doesn't really matter where the thought came from unless that helps you to be more aware of it. It is the awareness of it that gives you choice over continuing to own that thought or to replace it with another that is more freeing and constructive to you. So how would you become more aware of that most predominant thought? There are many ways it might be useful to look at your patterns, to consider your past experiences with relationships or new endeavors or risks and opportunities. What is your pattern? When you enter a new relationship, do you see it through? Or is it really hot first, burns out quickly and fades away? you start another in the same way? Have you had several of these? That's important to know about yourself. Somewhere under that behavior is a belief that limits you. Somewhere under that behavior is a predominant thought related to your ability to commit to relationships. What about opportunities? Do you jump in with both feet while you're still in initial emotion and excitement? And then later, do you look back and wonder, what was I thinking? Also useful to know. Or do you wait to think about an opportunity and because you think about it so long you miss it? That's useful to know too. Somewhere in there is your most predominant thought. Pick the area of your life that isn't flowing quite right for you. Look for the pattern. Notice the sequence of events and how each part is related to the pattern. You might look first at the behavior or outcome that is repetitive, and then go to the thought that you have about that behavior or outcome. Do you have a common expectation of similar situations? Generally, other people respond to our expectations, and often not in a good way. If we expect someone to let us down, they will generally meet that expectation, even if you haven't voiced it to them. Your attitude telegraphs your expectation and we really are very adept at reading each other at the subconscious level. We may never know consciously what we picked up. We simply respond to the vibration. So when we expect from a deep level something won't work out, it probably won't. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we'll talk some more about this topic. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
2: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Oh, Jenny, did you hear... That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert... Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in 3, 2, 1. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network
0: introducing the new samsung galaxy note it's a phone it's a tablet it's both and it's only from at&t
1: limited
2: 4g lte availability and select markets learn more at att.com slash network new two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required other charges and restrictions apply for more details visit att.com slash note are you ready to make a change in your life would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
0: Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our topic today is mindset. Talking about managing your thinking. Becoming aware of your most predominant thoughts. Because as we started out the show, the Chinese proverb directs us that from birth to death, we move in the direction of our most predominant thought. So, looking at our patterns sometimes gives us a clue as to our most predominant thought. I like to explore people's expectations. How do you view the world? Do you expect people to be competent around you? Do you expect them to let you down? You know... It's easy enough to recognize what vibration you're sending out there. You can actually test how powerful you are. And it's not that you are powerful in a way that controls other people, but you're powerful in that you can send out a vibration, an expectation, and the other person will pick that up at the subconscious level and respond to it. It's easy enough to test this that you have the experience of how powerful you really are. Try this out sometimes. When you're standing in the grocery store line to check out, create an image in your head of the grocery store clerk performing in a bumbling and incompetent way, ignoring you, making mistakes on the prices, dropping items. And then, when you come to the checkout, notice how the clerk actually behaves. Did your expectation get met? So then, the next time you go to the store... Try the opposite experiment. The next time you are scanning in the checkout line, create an image in your mind of the clerk as highly skilled and competent. Imagine her or him eff- efficiently scanning your items, gently bagging them while engaging you in pleasant conversation. Watch what happens. Again, you might find that your expectation is met. Go back to the idea of your most predominant thought. Once you have identified the pattern, consider the story you relate to that pattern. What do you tell yourself? How do you explain it to your friends? Get specific here. You need to be aware of the things that you say within your mind that reinforces the limitation. If you spend your life saying out loud to yourself or to others that you are too busy or under so much stress, or that you are so fat, you will find that you move in the direction of too busy, so stressed, or so fat, because you will gravitate towards the thing that you are focused on. Your powerful mind creates that which you focus on, even if you are not aware of that which you focus on. Does that make sense? Your powerful mind looks for opportunities. It looks for the things you notice. If you're focused on something, your powerful mind will create more of whatever it is you're focused on, even if it has become a bad habit or an automatic response or an automatic expectation. I was raised in an environment that I call culturally pessimistic. My aunts and uncles, my parents, my cousins were all of a single ethnic foundation. And maybe because of culture or maybe simply because of environment, it was natural at family gatherings that there were many, many discussions of ain't it awful, physical complaints, and stories of frustration. I really don't remember positive stories as I was growing up. And we had monthly family gatherings of all of our extended families. And today, I am really amused by that. But when I grew up, I didn't know that there was any other way to interpret the world. I was very automatic in my negative expectation that something bad is going to happen or has happened. The way I looked at it, I was very good at rainy days, but sunny days were rather odd to me. Now, here's the important part of this story. Because my mind had messages of pessimism, I, more often than not, noticed the negative outcome. Although I was less than conscious about what I was doing, I still spent more energy focused on the negative than the positive. You know, I could get, I don't know, a dozen positive reviews for a presentation I had done. Which one would I remember? The one that was critical. Sometimes I even missed the positive outcome altogether. I wouldn't notice all those compliments, I would notice only the negative. You see, your most predominant thought guides your attention. Your mind is powerful and you create events or results that are consistent with that thought. So listen to your own language to give yourself clues as to your most predominant thought. Once you know what that thought is, you can choose to correct your language and your thinking so that it is more congruent with the direction you want to take for yourself. I have lots of clients who are busy, busy, busy. I myself am very busy. And if I stop at the statement, I'm so busy, like some of my clients do, then I am on a hamster wheel of being busy, creating more busy, and complaining about how busy I am. Or worse, implying that I am not at cause for the busy in my life that somehow I am the victim of my circumstances or everyone else's expectation and do not have choice in the matter of how busy I am. I can't go there. I hope you don't either. I am busy. I like busy. I've chosen the busy in my life. You see, I know myself very well and I know that I enjoy learning new things, seeking out challenges, stretching my mind and my imagination. And I do this through lots of activities. And I am fulfilled and content in the activities of my day. Now that's a power statement. Or even better, I choose those activities of my day that are meaningful to me and bring joy to the people I encounter in my life. Do you see? You are beginning to shift your most predominant thought. Are you getting a sense of this? When you become aware of your thoughts, you take charge of your thinking. You have the choice of how you interpret an event and how you respond to it. Now, I know this isn't new information for you, but perhaps you can take it to a deeper level within yourself. Perhaps you haven't reflected upon your own thinking or you are discovering another layer of yourself. No matter. For today, pay attention. What pattern reflects your most predominant thought? And as this thought guide you in the direction you want to go? You can take charge of your thoughts. So there's another way to become aware of your most predominant thought. Look around you. Who are the people you spend the most time with each day? What topics are you most likely to discuss? How do you spend your time? Where is the is most of your time spent and who do you encounter during that time? As people, we have a tendency to surround ourselves with people who are we are comfortable with. People that don't challenge us too much from our beliefs and expectations. The people we surround ourselves with are good reflections of our own beliefs and thoughts. So look around you at the people you spend the most time with and the people you're closest to. You are influenced by them whether you know it or not. And you know this is true. Because if it weren't true, why do you worry about who your kids hang out with? If it weren't true, we wouldn't care if our kids hung out with drug dealers and dropouts, would we? But we do care because we know that our children are influenced by the friends that they keep. And why do we forget that about ourselves as adults? Why do we think we are immune to the influence of the people around us? Who do you choose to be with? Do they reflect the attitudes and the direction that you want for your own life? Stop here. Make a list of the people you encounter most frequently in your day. Make a list of your friends and the family members you encounter most often. The people in your life either stretch you or drain you. Go down the list. Which is it for each of them? If the majority of your list drains you, it may be time to reconsider who you surround yourself with and the influence they have on your expectations and your movement towards the things that you want for yourself in this lifetime. I've begun to notice a characteristic about myself. I find that as soon as someone begins to speak in a negative way, I am immediately countering it with some attempt at a positive perspective. Or I make a dismissive statement that suggests that to be upset by whatever the topic of negativity is, is futile because it doesn't affect me or is something over which I have no influence. I do this so that I do not get caught up in the negative emotion. I do this so that I consciously refuse the influence of this negative thought. And I do this to remind myself that this person is not someone I want to invest much time with Because this is not the direction that I want for my life. Now, remember I told you that my early influences were pessimistic? To change that to my now very sunny nature, I had to start with awareness and then move to conscious choice. I had to catch myself making victim statements and reframe them to take ownership for my results. That didn't happen overnight. So I'll ask you again. Who do you spend the most time with and what is the common theme of the conversations you have with them? Is this what you want? Paying attention to this gives you the opportunity to become more aware of your most predominant thought and the choices that you make. Now we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we'll continue to talk about influence. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
1: Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today, powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
2: Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation.
1: I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear... ...that Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in 3, 2, one and Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network.
0: Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T.
2: Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com note. the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for
0: joining me this morning on What Matters. Our topic is about thought, mindset, controlling your thought, becoming aware of your most predominant thought and how you manage to shift that predominant thought to something that is much more effective for the goals that you have for yourself, for the service that you want to give to the world. So we were talking before we took the break about the influences of the people around you, how you are influenced by those people that you surround yourself with. And I want to suggest that the influence of the people around you goes beyond the commonality of thought. Consider this. When you have a decision to make or are faced with a choice in your life, with whom do you seek counsel? Usually, we seek counsel from those same people that we surround ourselves with every day. So what's wrong with that picture? If the people you are influenced by are the same people you seek counsel from, you are likely to stay in the same pattern that you are already in. Why? Because only rarely do we receive counsel from our friends that will challenge us to push past our limitations, our limiting beliefs, or our current circumstance. Our friends and family, although they love us, can only guide us as far as the path they have already walked. Now, I'm not suggesting that you keep your own counsel, That's actually worse than if you seek the counsel of your well-meaning friends and family. If you make a decision based only on the information you have without seeking information outside of yourself, it is likely to be a very bad decision. Why? Because your perspective is limited. Without seeking the perspectives and guidance of others, you will not take into consideration what may prove to be important details and factors related to that decision. Details that you may know nothing about or information that you have no way of knowing. Recently, I have revisited a book written by Andy Andrews. You've heard me talk about him before. He's one of my favorite authors. He's a great storyteller. I've been listening to the audio of his book, Mastering the Seven Decisions. It is a workbook based on his bestseller, The Traveler's Gift, and he has some great awareness exercises in each chapter. I haven't made it past Chapter 2 this time, not because it's so difficult to comprehend, and quite the contrary. It is so simple that I wonder why I haven't recognized it before. And the line that I love in this chapter is this. If you do not seek the counsel of others, you will only do what you already know. Albert Albert Einstein said it similarly. You cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. I'm listening to that one chapter over and over again because I want to influence my own brain to seek the wisdom of others. Not the knowledge, but the wisdom. Knowledge is something I can go out and find. I can read a book or look up a reference or research. That is information. But wisdom comes from having lived and applied principles to one's life and experienced the results. Wisdom isn't something that comes from a vacuum. It is something that comes with a full range of joys and sorrows, mistakes, and success. And it comes when one takes the time to reflect on the experience and distill the essence of that experience into a knowing. That is the influence I want for myself. I wonder if that is what you seek as well. So here's what I've learned so far from just one chapter of this powerful book by Andy Andrews. If you could create a support network of powerful influences in your life. A group that would challenge you, stretch you, support you, and encourage you. Who would be in that group? Napoleon Hill called it a mastermind group. Andy Andrews referred to it as his board of directors. No matter what you call it, who would be the people that you admire? Who are the people that you would choose because they stretch your thinking to consider new possibilities, new perspectives? Who are the people who model what you want for yourself? Are you in a satisfying relationship? Who do you know that has been in a long-term relationship successfully? Maybe they should be a part of your mastermind group as role models for the kind of relationship that you want to have. Is there someone that demonstrates intellectual curiosity and enjoys learning new things in a variety of areas? Maybe that person should be part of your mastermind group. Stop now. Make another list. Who are the people you admire that have characteristics and qualities that you want to develop within yourself that would help you stretch your mind to an even broader perspective? Who are the people who demonstrate the level of success that you want to have? Who are the people who serve others with humility and gladness? The people on your list don't have to be people that you know personally. You can use any model that you can obtain information about. An historical figure is a great model if you can find several biographies to help you understand who that person was. The people on your list don't have to know that they are on your list. In fact, sometimes it's better if they don't know, if they're personal friends or People that encounter you on a very regular basis, we don't want them to feel pressured to be, be perfect. But you can still benefit from their wisdom if you engage them in conversation, if you formulate good questions and then listen very closely to their answers. People will willingly share their wisdom if you ask good quality questions. Take the time over the next few days to develop this list. Give it a lot of thought. Who are the people you admire? If you could ask anyone in the world to be part of your personal mastermind group, who would you invite? Why? What is it that they have that you want? Write out this list too. And once you have that list, get out the crayons. That's right. Get out the crayons. Draw the picture of you in the future, a little further on your journey, maybe a year from now. And in that picture, include these qualities that you are admiring in your mastermind participants. How are you different? What do you do differently? How have you been influenced in a positive way? And what is the emotion? that you associate with that change in you. Are you happier? More content? More confident? Do you feel yourself attuned to the flow of light in your world? Or are you now the beacon of light serves others? Make that picture as bright and colorful as you can. It is an important part of your roadmap. Some people on your mastermind list are people that you may never actually meet but will influence you by the legacy of their lives. Some people are near to you. Perhaps you see them every day and they are a good challenge for you because they both encourage and stretch you. And some people are going to come into your life to fill up the seats in your mastermind group because you have become clear about what influence you want in your life. You become clear about the things you want to model and your mind will begin to seek these opportunities. Make room for those people that are about to come into your life. Let go of some of those relationships that are one-sided and drain you. Allow yourself to move forward. In letting go, you are helping yourself and that other person, releasing both of you from this pattern that no longer serves either of you well. Like the trees release their leaves in the fall, sometimes in letting go of a relationship or a pattern which has outlived its usefulness, we allow space for new growth. The trees are such great role models for us if we only observe the cycle: New growth in the spring, maturation in the summer, letting go in the fall, and rest in the winter. What can we learn from this? We have cycles in our lives, times of new growth, stretching yourself beyond what you ever dream possible. The trees don't imply that new growth is easy. When the acorn sprouts into a seedling and the seedling pushes through the earth to reach for the sunlight, there is tension and struggle. It is in the struggle that the seedling finds strength. It is in your challenges that you discover new levels of strength within yourself. Thoughts about your challenges can turn fear to excitement and frustration to power. As the tree grows and the leaves mature, the tree becomes productive. The leaves perform their primary functions and give back to the earth by purifying the air. What an incredible synergy this is! The tree benefits from the gifts of the earth and the sun. The earth benefits from the work of the tree. We are productive. When we use our talents, our gifts, and return these gifts to the world, we do this through our service to others. What is your most predominant thought? How do you cultivate a positive, constructive thought? Be of service to others. Seek to bring love, joy, and compassion in every action, word, thought, and belief. Be congruent. Every action you take counts everything matters. You are in charge of your thoughts and your thoughts create more of whatever you focus on. When you are in service and seek to be of service, your thoughts automatically shift to compassion and encouragement. When you surround yourself with people who influence you to be your best, you will meet your expectation because it is your own exploitation. When you allow yourself to be in charge of your own thinking and take responsibility for your own outcomes, you become the sturdy tree in the midst of the storm. The tree in autumn lets go. The leaves are beautiful and then they fall away. And what do we learn from this metaphor? Letting go is a natural process. It fits into the natural cycle of life. It is natural to let go of the things you've outgrown. It's natural to move forward into another cycle of growth. Letting go makes the space for new growth. Letting go makes the space for new opportunities, new relationships, and new perspectives. If your life is already too full, if you live busy, 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 you may miss the opportunities. Letting go gives you that space to incorporate new opportunities. Watch the trees. Letting go of their leaves, the trees make room for the growth to come in the spring. And in winter, the trees rest. When do you take time to rest? When do you give yourself the space to generate new ideas, to creatively explore new thoughts, New ideas. Winter isn't just a time for rest. The trees have lots of activity underground. The sturdy trunk is still alive. When you rest, you are still alive. It is a time for letting go of old thoughts and beliefs. It is a time to let new ideas begin to bubble beneath the surface. It is a time to evaluate what has worked in your life, where are you going, and how do you take charge of your thinking. Winter is preparation. Now, we're going to take another short break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
1: Let us surprise you.
2: Visit voiceamerica.tv today for
1: sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear... ...that Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. <laughs> ATT. Rethink possible. Get it fast with ATT. The nation's largest 4G network.
0: Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from ATT.
2: Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com/network. New 2-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com/note. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the
1: brain inspired really fast.
2: All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
0: Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our conversation this morning has been about mindset, about discovering your most predominant thought and taking charge of your thinking, managing your thinking so that you are focused on the positive, the positive expectation, the positive outcome, an expectation that you are in harmony with your world and growing, changing, evolving into a new level of awareness, a new level of consciousness. And we speak of natural cycles of things. And I wonder if you can explore that for just a moment. Where are you? Are you in that phase of new growth? Are you stretching and growing? Or are you in that phase where you've discovered your gifts and your talents and you're using them to benefit others? Or are you in that phase of letting go? Or are you resting, creating new ideas? Letting your creativity begin to bubble up with new opportunities, new ideas. You know, it's not those phases are separate. It's not that you are only in one place. You can go through those cycles in the course of a day. You can spend some time in thought or meditation, allowing new ideas to surface. You can spend some time challenging yourself, growing, seeking new wisdom, being curious. You can spend some time in service to others, and you can allow yourself time to let go. In a day, we probably do all of those things. Think about the course of how your day evolves. Perhaps you wake in the morning, and you allow a little bit of time to rest, that kind of in-between place, before you get out of bed. I always like to think of it as being like a sponge. I let myself absorb the light and the quiet of the morning. I listen to the birds, and I let my heart sing in harmony with those birds who are praising God early in the day. And then I move into new growth, to exploring some new idea. i like to read or generate some new ideas to give myself something to think about, to begin to study and learn. And of course in my day there's lots of service to others. I spend many, many hours in service and that is what I do. I see that as my purpose, my call. And then there is the evening. When I look back and reflect, and I take the time to let go, let go of anything that does not serve me in this day. Perhaps it was a frustration or something I became irritated with. It's time to let go of that, not to carry that with me. <clears throat> it serves no purpose if I carry it with me. But do you see, the cycle can be a part of your day. And it doesn't have to be in that sequence. It doesn't have to be in order. It simply has to be that you allow all of those aspects of yourself. How do you create curiosity? Do you look around and wonder about things? Do you encourage your own mind to seek wisdom? I hope so. I hope that you allow yourself the opportunity to become more than who you are. Today, I hope that you begin to explore who else you might be to find that potential within yourself that hasn't yet been developed. How can you be of service? How can you carry your wisdom to others? We have covered a lot of ground today. And I wonder how you will take what you've heard today and put it into action. Do you know a great place to begin? Random acts of kindness. That's right, random acts of kindness. You can make a list or just think about simple little ways for you to be a gift to someone in this world today. You can pay for someone's lunch today, but don't tell them. You can write a note of encouragement. You can stop and talk to someone who is sitting alone. Compliment a stranger. I'm sure you have many more ideas of kind gestures that you can do today. Make it a game for yourself each day. See if you can top yourself in acts of kindness. Make kindness a habit. As you look for ways to be kind, you change your thinking. As you look for ways to be kind, you create a habit of kindness. As you look for ways to be kind, kindness is reflected back to you. The gifts that you give are reflected back in many, many ways. And it starts today with a random act of kindness. I'd like you to be aware of how powerful this is. If every person that is listening to my voice today commits just one act of kindness, we will have generated a wave of approximately oh, somewhere around 10,000 acts of kindness. That is a powerful energy. That begins to shift more than just your own thoughts. That begins to shift the world. Your single gesture matters. Everything you do matters. And again, as we draw to a close on our topic today, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to ask you how it is that you will take this information and send it out into the world. How will you create a new Powerful thought generating an energy of love and kindness, compassion. That's right. How will you create a positive influence in your world today? Everything you do matters, everything that you think, say, and act and believe matters. I want to thank you for joining me today on What Matters? And perhaps we have answered that question today. What does matter? You do. Make it a great day. You truly deserve it.
2: Thanks again for joining us for What Matters? Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.